0: And welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About, the podcast where we help you understand what they're talking about in the news today. I'm Jack, and as always, I am joined by the fabulous Jennifer.
1: I realized you didn't say that in the last one, but it's good to be back.
0: We're we're glad to have you on set. Uh, Before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe, comment down below, and share this comment if you like it. And even if you don't like it, share it with the people that you truly hate and love form of torture
1: and don't forget to do all the social media things with all the social media platforms the liking the subscribing they're all in these handy little icons and don't forget that they're also in the description box below
0: in summary do all of the things
1: do do all of the things with that reason
0: no do all of the things we are um anyway uh from the economic policy institute i know you're gonna love this article jennifer
1: oh the the Name of the platform already has my interest.
0: The $15 minimum wage.
1: No, I meant the website because you oh. know I don't like economics. And policies make me cry sometimes when they're a thousand pages.
0: Um, this So this one, oh, it's not a thousand pages.
1: Excellent. So I should be on board.
0: But I thought this would be interesting because I was thinking about this the other night. And everyone talks about how we are not we're spending too many taxes and we're not generating enough taxes and i was thinking republicans are very opposed to the idea of a $15 minimum wage <laughs> and the reason for that is because they see it as if you increase to a $15 minimum wage it can affect small businesses who otherwise can't afford to pay $15 an hour who would then cut hours or increase prices and then that $15 would simply kind of be negated because of the price of products yeah right if you increase the price of deodorant then your fifteen dollars that you might spend on deodorant is you know it's not any more beneficial yeah but i was thinking about this last night because i was going through the u.s tax code which is very fun stuff
1: oh yes that sounds like a very riveting evening
0: yes but fun fact uh the top one percent percent ninety point one percent of all the taxes do they though they do um but back to this subject
1: i was gonna say then how how do we get those numbers that say otherwise
0: i don't want to make them up i mean there's so many different numbers that you can if you add them and subtract them or you can probably come up with your own answer that's true um but so that was kind of going in a right direction You know the 90.1. And this is kind of going in a left direction about the $15 minimum wage. So I thought if we increase, and, and we're just playing with it here, if we increase to a $15 minimum wage, it would lift about 25 million people out of the 10 percentile tax bracket into the 12 percentile tax bracket. So effectively, you would be increasing the amount of taxes that you generate while at the same time you're lifting people out of, quote unquote, poverty. And I say, quote unquote, because obviously the, the poorest person here is the richest person in a third world country. Okay. Right, because we have air conditioning and we have internet and, and all sorts of things. Public transportation and Medicare and Medicaid and, and whatnot. Okay. Compared to a tribe in Nigeria.
1: I'm, I'm with you.
0: Okay, But anyway, that was my thought. So I was starting to kind of get on board with the $15 minimum wage idea, especially if it increased the amount of tax revenue we would be producing, because then you would be able to afford a little bit more of those social programs that we all like, while at the same time you're increasing people out of poverty, which could, you know, it would benefit people greatly. Plus, if they have more money because they're making $15 an hour, then they're probably also spending a little bit more money as well. So then that's also generating more sales tax as well.
1: But, you know, there's also the arguments that pushing people into a different tax bracket, that's also going to make them qualify for fewer government assistance programs, Mm -hmm. which is good in theory. But if that's also how they were barely making ends meet, they're still not going to be able to make ends meet. And then – also, they're going to pay more taxes in a higher tax bracket. So. And that's
0: a really interesting point. That's something they brought up in this article that they'll cover. And that was another thing that I thought would be interesting for people on the right as well, because they're always talking about how um, the welfare state, it's not really the most sustainable thing in the world. Um, and so if you would increase to a $15 minimum wage, then yes, that would decrease the amount of spending you would have to do for these welfare systems which could be seen as a beneficial thing um for for people that want to decrease taxes decrease tax expenditures because then you could reallocate reallocate those funds for something else
1: that's true but again people who are barely making ends meet two extra dollars three extra dollars isn't gonna without the Mm -hmm. social program assistance as well that's not gonna lift them out of poverty
0: True, sure but it's gonna increase They're not revenue. I mean, if you increase, if they're making $10 an hour and they go to $15 an hour, that's an extra $10,000 a year. That's true. Um, But I guess it depends. Would you rather make more money or would you rather be dependent upon, you know, government handouts, right? It depends on the person as well.
1: I mean, I don't think that's the argument. I just, again, it goes back to those people who are just like right there on the edge Mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't know how much people get in foods. stamps. $100 a month in food stamps. That's considered part of their wage. So how much, if we're getting that extra $10,000 a year, how much is that per month?
0: Well, it would be divided by 12, so it would be about... I don't do math. About $1,000. A little more than
1: $1,000. Okay. Well, then that's significant. But, again, I'm just always thinking about the people who are, like, right there on the line, and you cut 100 maybe even $500 out of a family budget Mm -hmm. even though you're giving them more Mm -hmm. it still doesn't always come to like somehow they still come out in the hole so right that's my concern
0: and i mean i agree with that when i lived in philadelphia i was making 15 bucks an hour working at WIC, and living in the city that certainly was not enough money to survive i had to take out a second job and so i was an online tutor thank god i didn't have to you know go anywhere else i could just go home at the end of the day and tutor online Um, And even that wasn't enough to make ends meet. So, I I mean, I think that's a bigger conversation to have because I always talk about, you know, it depends on your location as well, right? $15 an hour is a livable wage in maybe like a a more rural state, whereas if you live in a giant city, um, $15 an hour certainly is not going to cut it. So I I think that's that's a different conversation as well. Um, but let's take a look at this article because I was actually interested to see what it had to say.
1: It's just so funny because I'm usually the one who's over here like, no, increase minimum wage. And then you're like, mm, I don't know about that. And so now we're kind of like on the opposite because you're like, yeah, here's all the reasons it would be good. And I'm like, yeah, but here's all the reasons it would be bad. But so you're I saying, find the switch. Mm-hmm.
0: But you're <laughs> saying it's bad because then people would lose out on the benefits that they are
1: I'm receiving. not saying it's necessarily bad because mm-hmm. of that. I'm just saying that is something you have to look at. And I mean, it's not necessarily going to happen.
0: But isn't that always the goal of a social program? To be a short-term supplement to help people get on their feet to a point in which they are sustainable on their own?
1: Yes, 100%. But if you give and again I, d- I don't know i would have to look at costs and do math and i don't like math and oh there's tons so. of
0: numbers involved so don't take anything we're saying at true face value
1: but say someone gets an extra we'll we'll use the thousand say i get an extra $1000 a month mm-hmm. that pushes me into a point where i lose the $500 a month for my food stamps for me and my children mm-hmm. Then I'm paying higher taxes at the end of the year, which also takes away $500. I'm no better off. Now, again, it probably won't be $500 a month in taxes. But Mm -hmm. that's my point is at what point are people only breaking even or going more in the hole by getting pushed into that next tax bracket? Hopefully none. Hopefully that's not happening with the $15 an hour, Mm -hmm. especially since that's what we're fighting so hard for. But that's something that you have to look at, and that is sometimes the reality when people get raises.
0: Um, trying to see if I can pull that up because I did do a couple numbers here. So let's see. So if you're making, so yesterday I calculated. So if you're making ten dollars an hour, that's about twenty thousand eight hundred dollars a year,
1: yeah.
0: and you're paying, you know, in- income taxes and FICA. You're you're paying. Um, about $5,000 in taxes for the entire year. So it's $49.55. Now, if you increase that to $15 an hour, you're making $31,200. So you're effectively increasing their salary by $11,000-ish, a little bit less. Um, and taxes, you're paying $7,000. So you're increasing by $11,000 and you're increasing taxes by $2,000. So we're going from 5000 to $7,000. So they're making nine thousand more dollars a year than they would have making ten dollars an hour. So if you're talking five hundred dollars a month for welfare,
1: maybe I don't know what the actual numbers are.
0: So 5, for like a family of four. So five thousand. I mean five hundred dollars a month. If we're just using that number, that would be um, six thousand dollars a year. So they'd be up three thousand dollars at least. Okay. So I mean, it is. A small increase, right? It's not like, you know, they're they're making 20, 30, forty thousand more dollars. But they're making more than they were before and they're not paying that much more in taxes to where they're they're in that hole. Okay. I'm so happy I did this last I'm very
1: glad you did the math because I we all know I'm not the math person in this duo. So
0: I started doing all this because I was interested, I was trying to pose the question, is it better to increase the minimum wage? Or is it better to decrease taxes, right? Is it better to make $10 an hour with less taxes or $15 an hour with the same taxes? Um, and I think, I mean, I didn't really finish it, but it kind of came out to it's better to increase the minimum wage. So
1: Hey, whatever gets everybody on board with that. But I think, as, Again, as long as it is going to help people.
0: I think, yeah, and I think you have to be careful because if it could affect small business owners and it cuts hours – because I know they've done it in a few states, and I know that they have some stories, but of course you're going to have some pro and, and con stories, right? Whether it's beneficial or not beneficial. So I think you really have to, you know, go over the numbers to make sure that it's not really something that is affecting people's jobs, right? Because if you're talking about the service industry or the hospitality industry, I mean, you know, it, it's really tough to make money in those industries, right? Food costs are are very high relative to the amount of money you actually make on a plate. Um, so if you're now charging double for a waitress, then you might have to cut some hours. But from the article, if so, this is from February of 2021. But oh. I had all this idea last night, that's why I did it. So if the 2021 Raise the Wage Act were passed, and the federal hourly minimum wage increased to fifteen dollars an hour by 2025 we estimate that the annual government expenditure on major public assistance programs would fall by between 13.4 billion and 31 billion so that's the part that made me think well maybe republicans would be on board with this if they knew that it would be decreasing um, the amount of taxes potentially that we would have to pay
1: has has no one told them that
0: realistically i don't think it's going to decrease our taxes i think they're just going to reallocate that somewhere else
1: probably but if the argument is cuz that's that's the main right argument that you hear mm-hmm. is like oh well we don't want to pay you but we don't want to give you assistance either so well, mm-hmm. that's the, you know the, that's the, the headline of the the argument mm-hmm. then then why did we not tell them this like hey you want to you want to decrease those, those government programs Increasing the minimum wage is the way to do that,
0: right? And and
1: show them the numbers because mm-hmm. they're all the numbers people.
0: And and you know, in in reality, thirteen billion, thirty-one billion, it's pennies compared to the amount that we're actually actually spending, which is something like three point six eight five trillion. But it is a little bit amount that you can add back into programs that we know are underfunded, such as uh, Medicare or, or Social Security, which I think they estimate only has, you know. I can't remember what they're saying but but in the long run we're going to run out of funding for that and I think that's something that they could get behind is increasing the funding for those things hopefully earned income tax credit and child tax credit expenditures would decline by somewhere between 6.5 billion and 20.7 billion annually expenditures for the snap program and other major government transfers would fall between 5.2 billion, and $10. 3 billion. And reduced annual expenditures on SNAP alone would range from $3.3 billion to $5.4 billion. And they also estimate that a $15 minimum wage in 2025 would increase the FICA revenue by $7 billion and $13.9 billion. And FICA is the taxes that they take out of your paycheck for Social Security and Medicare.
1: Who is FICA and why is he taking all my money?
0: Uh, federal income... No,
1: I know. I know. It, it's oh, it's
0: a... right there. Federal insurance contributions. It's a Friends
1: quote. Sorry. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: Oh. I need to watch that. You
1: do need to watch that. You need to rewatch Friends.
0: So actually, it's not $13 billion, but it, it's actually more. So I, I would assume it's closer to maybe 60 or $70 billion, that it would reduce um, the amount of spending for those programs.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Um, economic background for these estimates... While there is often heated discussion about the effects of the minimum wage, there is a near consensus that minimum wage increases have raised the total earnings of low-wage workers. In addition, simulations of the effects of a $15 minimum wage by 2025 estimate that the policy would substantially raise the annual earnings of the low-wage workforce. In particular, EPI estimates that nearly 32 million workers would see higher earnings because of the 2021 Raise the Wage Act, which would raise the minimum wage in steps until it reaches 15 by 2025, which is good, right? You don't want to just shove it Yeah, you're not just shoving
1: it on them, so... Mm-hmm.
0: A Congressional Budget Office analysis of similar legislation in 2019 also found that the policy would raise the earnings of 27 million low-wage workers. All good stuff. All good stuff. I had a point I was going to bring up, but now I can't remember it. Uh, to you. These large wage increases would disproportionately raise the incomes of families at the bottom of the income distribution and would meaningfully reduce the number of families in poverty. That was it. So when it comes to – I think you have a have a special, I don't know, uh, circumstance for teenagers. Oh. Right? I don't really think that a teenager should be making $15 an hour. Maybe. I think that's one of the arguments as well. Well, Why should a teenager working at Burger King make $15 an hour compared to an adult working at Burger King? Or should there be a special, I don't know, stipulation is not the right word, for kids? So if you're maybe younger than 18, then maybe the minimum wage for you is like $10 an hour.
1: I don't like that. Just because we don't know people's situations, so what if that seventeen-year-old is like kicked mm-hmm. out of his house, or that's true. You know, like in foster care or something, and mm-hmm. and that's you know that's their only way to get money mm-hmm. that, for that's a good whatever. Point. So and it could to also save for their future.
0: And it could also be that if it's fifteen dollars across the board, that could increase competition in that work environment, and so the argument is well. These jobs, they're low-level jobs, and they're not supposed to be jobs that you live off of. You're supposed to move up from them. So I guess if everyone is making $15 an hour and now you have adults competing with teenagers, then maybe that is encouragement in the marketplace to push people to search for higher-paying jobs. So maybe that is a benefit.
1: Even if it's just, you know, okay, I'm a line cook. Mm -hmm and i work with uh, you know these teenagers and eventually because i'm an adult and i don't mm-hmm. want to be at the same level of a line you know of a 16 year old right. maybe i'll work my way up to manager and then mm-hmm. maybe i'll work my way up to district manager you know whatever mm-hmm. so i mean it can still be in those they call them unskilled jobs, but in in those more labor labor jobs for seven right? years. I don't like that phrase. It's but... more
0: skilled than I do at my current job or at my uh, previous
1: job. Yeah. So I mean, but you have you know even if it's still in that field because mm-hmm. they don't have a degree, which you don't need a degree, but um yeah, you're still moving up is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Like you still are able to move mm-hmm. up to a job that pays more, has a title, and
0: right like still that. in that field, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean. So, you would just have more competition. So, it would force people to maybe want to look higher.
1: And of course, did you always have people who are like, nope, I am just, I'm fine. I'm trucking along. And that's, that's fine. Cook, whatever. More
0: power to you. Um, another argument is that when it comes to small businesses, large corporations can more easily pay their employees. an hour because if you look at like Walmart who gets their products from overseas and they have customer service overseas they're able to better outsource to decrease the amount that they actually have to spend in running their operations compared to a small business owner who can't do that so is it a problem if we are you know if it's easier for these large corporations
1: I mean isn't everything easier for the large corporations already
0: and that's true i think maybe then you have to say you know what tariffs do we have to impose to then make it equal yeah right because i know everyone is kind of against tariffs but i've always thought if you're paying someone five dollars an hour in some foreign country shouldn't you then impose a tariff to at least equalize the pay so if they're making deodorant in bangladesh for five dollars an hour and we're making deodorant in the u.s for fifteen dollars an hour shouldn't you at least impose a tariff to raise that stick of deodorant to fifteen dollars an hour so that they can compete so that the u.s company can compete
1: and that's what they would do if they actually care about u.s companies well if working you're... here in america sure. but
0: well also you know if you put tariffs and someone else puts tariffs, and then it true. leads to war and but I think that would be a way to then maybe help out the small businesses because then you would, you know, put the large corporations on the same playing field as the small corporations again. No, I agree. See, these are the problems. See, everyone wants to take it as like um, just you do this blanket thing and maybe that'll work. But as we always discover, you know, it's you have to be a surgeon. Way more complicated. Like, yes. So. Uh, these large wage increases. Oh, <laughs> Jacobs Perry and McGill. I'm going just going to go with MacGyver.
1: McGilbury.
0: I'm sticking with MacGyver. I was watching The Simpsons again, and, and it was the episode with MacGyver.
1: Got to stop watching The Simpsons and rewatch Friends.
0: It's really funny. I've been waiting to talk about this on the podcast. Oh, no. Especially during a conversation about wages.
1: Okay.
0: Season 18 of The Simpsons is enjoyable.
1: That's good, because you hadn't been enjoying it for a while.
0: Seasons 13 through 17 are terrible. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That was a long month. Season 18, it's delicious. I will use that word. Delicious. It's delicious. Um, So Jacobs, Perry, and MacGyver concluded that in states without existing laws to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, nearly half of families of workers who would benefit from the twenty twenty one, Raise the Wage Act, rely on public assistance programs. That's 47%. Wow. Uh, But because of improvement, improved income, if the Raise the Wage Act were passed, many workers and their families would no longer qualify for or need public assistance programs, hence reducing the total government expenditures of these programs.
1: Uh, Again, I wish they would do numbers Mm -hmm. on and do the research on those specific areas just to be sure that we're not taking something away that's going to put them deeper in the hole like Mm -hmm. i talked about because again you have to we did the the standard numbers whatever Mm -hmm. but you still have to think about like location all that sort of stuff so I would still want to see more numbers that are not just us on our more numbers. More numbers. More numbers.
0: I would like to bring up that when I, I went through last night what the U.S. is spending in terms of, I guess, different sectors. And energy was on the bottom of that tier, so $7.2 billion. The largest um, being income security. So income security is $1.3 trillion, And income security covers things like welfare, SNAP, and whatnot. So I guess to the current popular thing right now is energy. So I guess my thought is you could then reallocate those funds for like the energy sector, which mm-hmm. is currently mainstream. Yeah. But I still get your point. Um, you would have to look and make sure that these families are benefiting from something like this. Uh, but because of improved Oh. To estimate the overall reduction in public assistance expenditures that would directly accompany an increase in the minimum wage, we used estimates of earnings increase increases. This does not read very well. Increases due to a fifteen dollar minimum wage by twenty twenty five and combined them with three sets of research studies that estimate program expenditure reductions after rising minimum wages and incomes. So what do they have here?
1: Didn't we already do that? Are we just putting it in, in a table?
0: Yeah, I guess we did. Mm, three mm-hmm. estimates explained. So let's see.
1: So I guess they're just using different studies or methodologies. Mm-hmm. That I'm not going to understand anyway. So
0: Yeah, they're kind of just kind of understanding how, if they increase the minimum wage, how does it benefit total income over time?
1: Oh, and then we explain the three estimates.
0: hmm So to estimate the effect of the Raise the Minimum Wage Act on public spending, we rely on four research papers. The first is an estimate of the effect of a rise in the minimum wage of family incomes, inclusive of both labor earnings and government transfers including refundable tax credits. The second estimates the incremental effect of a $1 increase in wages on the incidence and value of means-tested government assistance programs expenditures received by workers. The third estimates the increase in labor earnings that would result from the Raise the Wage Act of 2021, and the final provides an estimate Of the number of workers affected by an earlier version of the raise the wage act from 2019 so from the first one so what they're saying is that for every one dollar of family income so if income is increased by one dollar then it would result in a decrease in $0.34 cents of public assistance. Approximately two-thirds of the benefit reduction was due to reduced tax credits, and the remaining one-third of the reduction came from reduced usage of SNAP and national school lunch programs and housing subsidies. I find it so interesting. So people on the right talk about all the time how we need to focus on the american people first Mm -hmm. and the people on the left talk about all the time how we need to focus on low-income communities they're both talking about the same thing yet because they're in different tribes they refuse to agree with one another
1: yeah and both sides and everybody if if you actually watch us and watch us with some regularity you'll know i call myself a diehard liberal Mm -hmm both sides will use like foreign affairs as a scapegoat for why we're not helping the people here in in our country well we need to you know help our veterans well and and then by by the same token they use the veterans as a scapegoat for when they don't want to help other people so you're like oh well we need to help the veterans yeah but what about the starving kids in africa and both sides do it. I'm not just picking on one side.
0: Who's saying the starving kids in Africa? So I assume the Republicans are saying the veterans and the liberals are saying the starving kids in Africa?
1: I'm saying they both focus on either, either like, well, what about this other group here in America? Mm-hmm. Or the starving kids in Africa when they don't want to talk about why they're not helping. Well, insert specific group here. So, like, mm-hmm. okay, we need to help with low-income housing. Yeah, but what about the veterans? Yeah, but what about the starving kids in Africa? Okay, well, then let's help the veterans. Mm, yeah, but what about this other group over here? Mm-hmm. So, because as we talk about, like, they don't really seem to want to fix anything. They just want to talk about it and yeah. get votes. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, I'm not picking on Republicans. I'm not that. I'm picking mm-hmm. on both sides. They both do it.
0: I'm just po- – yes, I agree. And I'm pointing out that – I hear all the time that it's too late to come together that the country is too divided that it's, um, not. it's it's too late it's too late everything's falling apart but if people would just stop and listen to one another and ignore the crazy people because the crazy people are crazy awful. people
1: are in office
0: there's yes and there's crazy people on the left and there's crazy people on the right and if someone tries to tell you otherwise they're completely wrong and they're probably one of the crazy people as well but my point is that both sides talk about the same things all the time
1: they just word it differently they
0: just word it differently so if you take someone messaged me a couple weeks ago and they said what do you think of the american first america first agenda um and i said i had to clarify first because there is an america first agenda that." That isn't good. It is a, a white supremacist group and it's not good. But the, the I'm glad
1: you clarified. I did. I had
0: to be, I was like, do you mean this group or the, 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 or the just the idea?
1: overall idea right. that? And they we said the overall idea. First.
0: And I'm like, yeah, I support the overall idea because I, th- I think that we do have to focus close to home. And so, but, but for some reason, people on the left take an America First agenda and they look at it and they say, well, that's, you know, what, what do they say? It's nationalistic and that's bad. Right, because they equate it back to, like, Nazism, where, you know, you can't just focus on yourself because it's, you know, America first, America is evil, and so America first agenda is not okay. But essentially what they're saying by saying America first is we need to focus on ourselves first if we want to help everyone else. Like, they realize that there are problems in the world
1: and that kind of goes back to what i was saying because they talk about like okay we need to fund these programs and then the republicans are like okay yeah we want to fund these programs Mm -hmm. for our people Mm -hmm. and focus on that and they're like then the left is like yeah but but what about the what about the the people on in that country it's like they do they say
0: that anymore though i haven't heard it in a long
1: time or maybe they just talk about the immigrants i'm not sure but it seems like they dig themselves into Mm -hmm. a hole because they're like No, 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 Americans versus bad, which, again, the white supremacy group is bad for the record. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, you know, putting our American citizens ahead of other people, that came out wrong. But Mm -hmm. like you said, kind of, they want to do the same thing. I don't know why the left tries to shoot themselves in the foot by saying, no, 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 let's not do that. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes they just need to learn when to stop talking.
0: And I yeah every, yeah like if you does, if
1: so. if you win stop talking mm-hmm. if you've got them hooked stop talking.
0: And I think I brought this up a couple episodes ago. I oh, lost my train of thought. Sorry, that's <laughs> all right. But but yeah, we we should definitely be coming coming together to solve these issues because if if your argument from the left is you know, uh, federal assistance and and we need to I don't know uh, get people off the streets and we need to provide housing, well that. Essentially, what you're arguing is for an American First policy. Yeah. And that can include veterans because, unfortunately, veterans are not very well taken care of. I don't know why.
1: Again, both sides use the veterans as like – I don't know if scapegoat is the right word, but just like this. Oh, well, but, but what about them? We're not helping them. Okay, yeah, well, then help them too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be an either-or situation. Like
0: I said, oh, I brought this up a, a while ago. Um, didn't I say that we should open more VA hospitals and yeah. that when we open more VA hospitals, they should also be open to the public. But veterans should get first dibs at the at the VA hospital because yeah. there's very few. And there, uh, so I worked at the VA in Wyoming Well, I interned there for uh, several weeks and it was really fun. I did like cooking classes and, you know, I got to see everybody. They were the best group of people I ever met. Um, but. In Wyoming, it's like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And they were coming from all over. So there's regions. So I think Wyoming was getting people from people from like Montana and Colorado and California. And it was a premier or not a premiere, but it was like one of very few mental health hospitals for veterans. And I think that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think it's beneficial to open it to the public because then you get to increase the the revenue that's coming in mm-hmm. and patient load and and, and whatnot.
1: I completely agree.
0: But the left and the right, they're talking about the same thing.
1: They are talking about the same thing. But then they're saying it in their own like rhetoric, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so then it doesn't sound like the same. I feel like that's the whole, I feel like that's the problem with most everything going on right now. Like we're all talking at each other. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to be the one who's screaming the loudest. And then oftentimes we're just doing the same thing. Everybody wants the same end goal we got to talk about it
0: like you cannot i cannot imagine any person on the left or the right who who walks through like i don't know like a like a, a, a you know a, a low-income neighborhood and looks around and be like well this is this is how i want it to be no one thinks that way we this all want it to look better this works yeah this, this is good it's the dog with the the, the room that's on fire yeah everyone wants fine. everyone wants everything to look amazing and pristine and, and and the way anyone would want to live in a, in a particular area and unfortunately there's places all across the us whether it's a big city or it's a like a ghost town in rural pennsylvania that's dead because of, of you know the steel production left no one wants anything to 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 go that way everyone agrees that we should be bettering these areas and but no one wants to agree
1: on how to do it
0: even though they want to they agree they don't want to agree
1: well and it i feel like we've talked about this before too like i feel like the right paints a picture of like liberals just want to spend all of this money because they don't care about our budget and they don't care about
0: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know what they don't care about but they don't care mm-hmm. but i would hope that's not the plan Like, i would hope that's not why we want to spend money on these programs. But then the mm-hmm. left always paints the the right as being this, like, well, they don't care and they just want you to die and this that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like neither of those are obviously neither of those are mm-hmm. accurate because, like, the left doesn't want to spend all the money. The left, I would hope, wants to decrease taxes and, and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. But again, they just can't get to a consensus on how to do all of it. Mm-hmm so then you get the polarized well we have to spend money on these programs well no we don't i don't know if that made any sense
0: i think both sides have different sets of facts so if you look at people on the right they say that well if you um if you have these social welfare programs like there's there you know there's evidence that shows that people do become dependent on social welfare programs and it decreases the the it perpetuates cyclical poverty right So that's not beneficial. But then at the same time, then people say, well, we just need to increase these government programs because that's the problem. We're not giving them enough money. So it's both people just have their own different worldviews and their own different sets of facts.
1: I think my thing is, and this goes for either side, if you present a problem Mm -hmm. and then you don't present a rational solution for it that doesn't hurt people more than they are already hurt mm-hmm. you should stop talking because you have no business even talking about that problem if you're not going to actually present a solution mm-hmm. just shut up
0: so yeah um uh so just to wrap it up so i get this last section here so other potential fiscal effects of a higher minimum wage Although these estimates quantify some of the direct fiscal impacts of raising the federal minimum wage through public assistance programs, minimum wage increases affect government revenue and expenditure through additional channels. Most directly because the minimum wage increases labor earnings, the 2021 raise the wage act would increase FICA tax revenue from employer side and employee side contributions applying the total FICA rate of 15.3% to the labor earnings of estimates of EPI 2021 and CBO 2019. So essentially what it's saying is that it'll increase the FICA, just like we talked about at the beginning of this. So anyway, I think this is, I think the idea of a $15 minimum wage is interesting because I wasn't always on board with it.
1: No, you were not.
0: And... As long as it doesn't have a dramatic effect on jobs and hours and whatnot, I think it is viable because, like we talked about, it would increase – it would lift people – I don't know if it would lift people out of poverty, but it would lift them up. It would increase the amount of taxes Mm -hmm. that we're taking in and hopefully at the same time which means we could spend those on something else or hopefully we could start using that yeah. to you know pay off the uh, the deficit
1: kind of like we've been saying like i think both sides get what they want here mm-hmm. hopefully without too many like there's give and take in everything so mm-hmm. but I, I really think that with this with these numbers and this information like i think both sides should be happy
0: I agree. Uh, Fifteen dollars minimum wage. The left wants it. Um, more spending. The left. More tax revenue. The left wants that. But if you use that to pay down the deficit, that's something that the right wants. Um, maybe it's just a left thing.
1: No, but I mean, l- let me le- let me start over, and we'll
0: clip it. We'll clip it. I
1: was gonna say less. I can't think uh, of anything else. Less. Uh funding, uh, or less need for government assistance programs. It's
0: America first. Yeah. So I think the idea of a $15 minimum wage is interesting. And I think both the, well, the left entertains it, but I think the right can entertain the idea as well. I think the main concern is how would it affect small businesses? And if it turns out that people are losing their jobs left and right, and they're their hours are being slashed then obviously that's not good at all um but i think it gives a little bit of what the left wants and a little bit of what the right wants for the right it's america first right it's supporting americans first by increasing the amount that they're making throughout the year
1: and it's you know decreasing the cost of those government spending programs hopefully that's
0: very true yeah right 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 by at least 100 billion alone
1: again as long as people aren't falling into the gaps and becoming worse off than Mm -hmm. if they had the spending anyway
0: which if you have the right people in office then maybe we could reallocate that 100 billion to paying down the deficit i don't think that's going to happen (laughs) um
1: they'll just spend it somewhere else right of course it's like um, me. If I get a bonus, like, <laughs> should I put that in savings? Yeah. Am I probably going to go to Disney? Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if it's like the same. It's kind of the same thing.
0: But the deficit is getting pretty high. Um, I think it's sitting at uh, something like $20 trillion or $28 Yeah,
1: so maybe you guys should take care of that.
0: Maybe. Um, but I do. I have argued in the past that some amount of deficit spending is good. Because it's just like if you buy – if you take out a loan for a car – Or if you take out a mortgage for a house, that's a loan, Um, and it gets you from A to B. Maybe it gets you to the store and back faster. You get to work, whatever, and you're living in a house. It's beneficial. Government spending, you're you're, investing in long-term projects or deficit spending is for economic growth. Those are good things. Too much deficit spending. That's bad. Um, But, yeah, I think the $15 minimum wage is interesting, and I think the right should entertain the idea – based on the, based on everything we talked about today.
1: Which it's crazy to me that this, you said this was published in February? February,
0: uh, February 2nd, 2021.
1: Has anybody looked at these numbers? Are we talking about this or are we still fighting over our budget bill?
0: The current Congress is not doing anything. Let's yeah. be real. They're well, not doing anything. That,
1: that's been the major theme here. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, But remember, this is just one source. So if you have a different source that says something different, um
1: always leave it down in the comments below Mm -hmm. we i don't want to say we like to be wrong but we accept when we're wrong Mm -hmm. and we use facts to change our opinions again totally unheard of this day and age crazy
0: and i also have no idea if the if the economic policy institute has bias maybe it does maybe maybe i don't know forbes would be better or, or something but
1: maybe we should start looking that up but again also if we find information that contradicts this and is less biased, we will admit that and we will redo this.
0: But please, for the love of God, start listening to one another and stop using those semantic games that just confuse everybody and, and I think that's the main issue.
1: Stop yelling.
0: Mm-hmm. Stop dividing people.
1: Yeah. 100%. So I think that's a good place to end. I guess so. It's Don't forget uh, to do motivating. all of the, the liking and subscribing and the sharing.
0: Yes. Do all of the things
1: within reason <laughs> and we'll see you later <laughs> bye guys